Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Human Zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Stand to attention when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's time for a revolution this morning, not the kind that causes bloodshed, not the kind that locks up the ruling classes, but one which changes the way we look at things. The high street is failing, the trains aren't running, the buses are non-existent and the government is barely holding it all together. What we really need is a rethink of how to do practically everything and the ideas are already coming through. We'll be going up to Oxfordshire where some enterprising locals have started up their own bus company to counter the cancellation of their old service. Could it be the way forward? For the rest of the country, shop local, think global, 03444991000. Speaking of global, we'll also be heading over to Quebec, where President Trump is preparing for a showdown over trade tariffs with the other members of the G7 shortly before he heads to Singapore for the summit with Kim Jong-un. But he's already saying he's fed up with Theresa May. And as if that's not enough, we'll be exploring the latest crisis in the Tory cabinet after Boris Johnson was caught declaring war on the Treasury and Chancellor Philip Hammond, which he called the heart of Remain. It hasn't been a great week for the Tories yet again. 0344-499-1000. Because it's Friday, we'll have another sparkling round of the Perrier Awards. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Daisy McAndrew on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Do you know, when you were not here yesterday, we had a visitation from a rock star. Oh, uh, I know, who was, I've seen who was the in. pictures. Yeah, and he was a really nice guy as well, and I was able to uh, wax lyrical about my record collection and this particular Parallel Lines. I still have the original album that I bought when it came out. Oh, that'd be worth a penny, wouldn't it? Yeah, I th- well, you know, I, I found a really cool record shop, actually, in Soho, not that long ago. Um, and I don't think people our age should say really cool. Why not? Because it makes us sound really uncool. Does it? Yeah. Well, see, I don't care. That's what my kids say, anyway. Yeah, but you should and listen to them. I am down with them. Yeah, but you are down with your own kids, obviously, <laughs> as their mother. I think she'd be very happy that they've got such a glamorous mother, to be honest. They don't see it that way. I know they don't. But the point is, you shouldn't care what they think either. You should absolutely pay them scant regard. It's not good to give them too much sort of uh, respect at this age. In fact, the one way Otherwise, that I walk found... all over you. The one way I have found that I can annoy, particularly my 12-year-old, more than anything else, is by using any sort of cool phrase. And later on, I'm going to be <laughs> testing you on some Love Island phrase- Are you? phraseology. I thought we'd banned Love Island. I thought we weren't doing that anymore. Not on my watch. Not on your watch. Okay, <laughs> all right. So you're going to try and keep squeezing Love Island in, are you? <laughs> now, here's a weird story, though. Listening to that song, Hanging on the Telephone, yeah. um, town in Devon, apparently, has turned its red telephone box into a one-person nightclub. 
It sounds a bit lonely. I mean, talking about embarrassing, embarrassing your While kids. While you're waiting for the non-existent bus. Exactly. You can say, you right, go kids, I'm going to uh, go and box. have a boogie. You, you can watch me. <laughs> that's see, that's not a good dancing. word. Boogie is not a good word. I've never used that word ever. Boogie, Apart boogie. from when I'm quoting from yeah. the song Boogie Nights. Obviously. Well, so, yeah, so my husband does threaten to floss in front of oh, the, kids, the kids' friends no. to really embarrass them. That's not what you want to do. Yeah, put it out on YouTube or something <laughs> like that. Flossing. Let's talk to Councillor Chris Povey, though, who's down in a place called Kingsbridge in Devon, because if you go to this place, you can actually listen to Hanging on the Telephone. You can hear Telephone Line. They've put a bit of thought into this. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a kind of dial-a-disc system. Uh, Chris, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Morning, Mike. Now, morning, now it's very nice. It's always very nice on this show to hear from sort of optimists, people who have got sort of ideas of how to make people happy, keep them happy. You know, it's not all about being a boring politician, is it? Not at all. No, not at all. It's all about uh, giving something back to the community and having some fun doing it. I think. Right. I mean, I presume this this particular phone box is no longer a a proper phone box, right? Uh, well, there is a phone in there, but if you put some money in, you're going to get to listen to some dance tracks. <laughs> That's what I mean. But you can't actually call anybody on it. Uh, no, you can't. No, unfortunately not. However, there is a police telephone next to it, so if there's an emergency... Well, like if you don't like the... the phone. People will start ringing the emergency number and say, I don't like the song. Exactly. Yeah, I'm calling the music police. Happen, yeah. <laughs> but, Chris, what is the point of this one-person disco? Uh, OK, so you understand... Um, we had the opportunity to town council to adopt our historic uh, telephone box as part of BT's Adopt the Kiosk scheme. And as you might have seen elsewhere in the country, different communities have done different things, such as little lending libraries, little village shops. And uh, we were in full council discussing it, and I was mayor at the time, and the ideas that were going around were things like, let's fill it with leaflets or let's fill it with flowers, which are all very lovely, but to be brutally honest, I was starting to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of thought randomly, why don't we turn it into a nightclub? Uh, put some sticky flypaper on the floor and a hanger disco ball. And we've got the world's smallest nightclub. And uh, when everyone stopped laughing, they kind of voted the idea forward. So, so has uh, it actually got, a, go. has it got lights and everything inside it then? Absolutely. The whole thing is set up with LED lights. It's got a big mirror ball. It's got disco lights. Uh, all the internal glazing and external glazing is mirrored. Uh, so the minute you shut that door, you are in your own little nightclub world. Tremendous. And does it also, um, uh, I mean, who, who plays the music? I know that's a really stupid sounding question, but I mean, <laughs> where, where, does, where, does, where does it come from? <laughs> Yeah, we found a little man inside. DJs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so again, a, a little bit of thanks to BT for this because basically what they've done is they've put some uh, equipment within the original handset and, and phone box that basically is a, is a jukebox. So, right. as you lift the receiver, it says, obviously, please donate a pound uh, and you will get to listen to a, a dance track. And then all of a sudden, the music starts blaring out. And it, and it is literally. It's fantastic. To be honest, I was, uh, you know, we've been working on the idea for a while and you never know how it's going to come off, but it's, I think it's better than we ever expected. So. I, I can really imagine that this would be very popular with the sort of Instagram generation mm. or take, taking selfies inside the little box. Absolutely. Let's hope so. I mean, from my point of view, it was two things. Firstly, we're raising money for a local charity. Uh, but secondly, also, it's about putting Kingsbridge a bit more on the map. We've got a fantastic town full of brilliant people who are very entrepreneurial and a brilliant council. Uh, and actually, we're very lucky. We're in a very beautiful part of the world anyway. But uh, Yeah, where exactly in Devon are you? Where is Kingsbridge? 
Uh, so right at the tip of southern Devon, we're just at the top of the Sorkham Estuary. So if you've uh, okay. ever been to Sorkham, yeah. we're about five miles uh, nice. inland, but at the tip of the estuary. So. Very nice. It's very and how many songs are there on the system? I mean, and how do you choose them? Or were they just random? <laughs> at the moment, they've been uh, randomly chosen. There's about uh, currently about 50 different tracks loaded. Okay. However... Uh, the uh, the system can take up to 999 tracks. Right. So I know several of my my fellow councillors are very keen to increase the number. But uh, so, yeah. but I mean, how do I mean, how do you know? I mean, if, if I was to, to to dial the disc, as it were, how do you know what's which one's going to play? Oh, you don't. That's ah. all part of the excitement. Ah, okay. Same as going to a normal nightclub. You don't know what track's coming up next. So, uh, yeah. But they're all fantastic dance tracks, ranging from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and, and more recent. Okay. Well, because there used to be, I mean, this is why I'm going to reveal my age now, because there used to be a thing called dial a disc, didn't there, where you could ring up and listen to a song, and they used to change the song every day. Can't help you on this one, Mark. Really? No. I, I mean, it was great. I'm, I mean, my step, sister, I'm stepping away my from My sister this and one. I used to <laughs> used to ring it, like, every day. We, we got told off, because I think it cost me, like, you know, expensive? 10p or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. My parents were very upset, because they got a bill at the end of the month for about, you know, four quid. Um, Chris, apologies for throwing a Google your way, but we've been talking a lot this morning about uh, local bus services and some very um, interesting new schemes, particularly in Oxfordshire, so quite away, away from you, uh, where they've introduced their Bus, local bus routes were cancelled and the local community set up um, a bus company themselves. I was just wondering if you've got any experience in your neck of the woods of the rural bus lines or bus services being uh, cut back with the cutbacks, yeah, with the austerity and so on. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, services, although we are fortunate that the bus companies we've got worked very hard to maintain uh, the, the critical services, but uh, yeah, we have seen over the last or six months to a year, several important services uh, that would connect Kingsbridge to Plymouth, sort of mm. other employment centres, cut back. Um, fortunately for us on the town council, we have a chap called Barry, who uh, I'm sure wants to run his own bus company because that's his... Uh, Barry the bus. <laughs> that's his... Barry the bus, yeah. That's, uh, that's his uh, raison d'etre, really, to ensure that we keep on top of providing a public transport service in Kingsbridge. Well, if he wants advice on how to do it, we can put him in touch with Laura Price, who's the lady we spoke to earlier today, who's done exactly that in uh, the sort of Whitney Chipping Norton area. She's set up her own bus company. But, uh, yeah, I was just I was assuming that you're facing similar similar problems. I think we are, along with other rural communities. I mean, we're very lucky. We also have a local bus uh, run, uh, called the Coleridge Bus, which is run by volunteers, and they'll do a fantastic job. Um, but, yes, I think it's something that communities are going to have to get their heads around going forward. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, you've got a great innovation there with the, with the, uh, the phone box. So BT sort of giving you the phone box, because I presume they own them, don't they? They do own them. They've got something like about 40,000 across the, uh, the UK. Uh, but we've actually purchased this one uh, for a pound. For a pound, oh, very good, excellent. Well, good work and uh, well done, and congratulations. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, one of these days, if I'm down in that part of the world, I'll come and give it a go. <laughs> oh, please do. And I'm also thinking now the next idea probably needs to be a disco bus, doesn't it? Well, that's right. a very good yeah. idea. Well, I mean, BT are having a few problems commercially. Their broadband well, business just, is not just working lost too their well. Boss today. Yeah, exactly. He's just quit. Maybe they should start running nightclubs and get out of the phone business altogether. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Councillor Chris Povey, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> 
Now, at the beginning of this week, I made a solemn pledge uh, to watch the first edition of Love Island, the first programme, which I did. We pledged uh, we, together, didn't we? We watched it together. We, well, we reported. Didn't watch it together. Well, when I say we watched it together, <laughs> we watched it at the same time in different, in different locations. Yes. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, I must be precise about these things. We were not on our own. We were not on our own watching it, no. Although that would be quite funny to do a sort of goggle box on, probably. Our own Love Island. But I decided I was never going to watch it again after that because it was so awful that I could not bring myself to do it. But of course. And uh, as I predicted, yeah. being about as deep as a puddle, yeah. I got completely well, addicted. I mean, as usual, it. as usual, also, um, my daughter, who's been off work sick this week, right? I was going to call her the other night and it was about 10 past nine. Mm. And I texted her, I said, Are you around? She's like, I'm watching Love Island until 10, i.e. don't ring me. Yeah, I can't you know, pause it. Can't possibly, you know, not watch it live. But this is one of the reasons, I mean, of course, live TV as a sort of, you know, go-to, everybody turns to tell you at the yeah. same time, most people thought had died out, mm. that everybody was But it's on stuff like this that it works, right? Because people are half watching yeah. it and half watching Twitter or Facebook yeah, yeah. or a WhatsApp group specially set up to discuss right. and basically tear apart the contestants yes, and slag, that's what they seem to slag like them to off or say, oh, right. the appalling, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, but also, uh, one of the things that this week, so we've now had last uh, night was the fourth edition. It goes on, I'm um, sorry to say, for eight weeks. So you won't be able to talk mm. to your daughter between nine and no. ten for okay. two months. That's incredible, isn't it? Um, it is really incredible. And it has been hugely successful for ITV2. We said on Tuesday yeah. that it was the... Well, it had more of uh, an audience in question time, apparently, three, last m- night. More than three million, which yeah. for ITV2 is astonishing. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that's really annoyed viewers is the language used, not just the kind of, you know, I was asking you earlier if you knew what slide into your DMs yes. and ping tang and all these, all, all these phrases are, um, but also one that is certainly one of my bugbears. I'm going to play a little clip and see if you can work out what the annoying linguistic tick is. Okay. Like, 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 I just felt a little bit like, like I am genuinely happy, like, oh, like me and you, like, I don't need to think, like, I felt like you was a bit like. Then, like, at the same time, like, I did actually get on with now, and you knew yeah, that, like, I, me I and I were, like, clicked from, like, day one. Obviously, yeah, like, it ain't, it ain't, it isn't, like, the best, like, obviously, weren't the best day, like, for me. We clicked, like. I meant, like, because he was quite, like, serious and, like, conversation wise, like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not I'm gonna. really sorry. I think it's not like the best. It's probably the finest thing I've ever heard said about the show. I mean, they like, can't get th- more than three words no. out between likes. It is a tip. Like, and a lot of people don't notice it. But when you. So this was the night before last. Mm. There were like 219 uses of the word like. Unbelievable. As a little tick thing. Now, I'm hoping that this actually will drum it into people how annoying it is because when people go for job know, interviews and things they say like every other word yeah. as well as but it's but it's as you or... say it's it's like it's almost like a and this is the correct mm. use of the word like it's almost like similar to a a similar to a, 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 a sort of patois that they fall into yeah. because it's a way of speaking more than it is uh, the use of language or the use of a word i mean i do i'm afraid 
pick my kids up on it a lot and I even pick up their friends on it and I just yeah. I just quietly start impersonating them mm. until they stop doing it yes. which is probably not the kindest way to stop to, well, to stop them doing really it really kill has always worked uh, as mocker, far as I'm concerned mocking, uh, mocking the young is a great yeah. idea because that's when they start changing their behaviour in the future well, it will. you can't stop saying really irritating little phrases yeah. and ticks like that unless you want to work at Love Island I suppose unless you want to work at Love Island but yeah as I said even the audience who are the same age group uh, are now turning and there was a lot of uh, stuff on Twitter saying can you imagine if you did a drinking game and every time somebody said like you had to, <laughs> you'd have to have well, downed 219 drinks just in now, one hour that might well have cured my hangover but that's it, another it, story it, it, Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We're going to go live now, though, to Tom Newton Dunn, political editor uh, at The Sun, who's over in Quebec as we speak. Tom, a very good afternoon to you. Welcome. Uh, well, good morning from Quebec City. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Tom. It's a lovely part of the world, Quebec City. I hope you'll have a chance to enjoy it at some point once all the uh, shenanigans are over and done with. Well, thanks, Mike. That's very sweet of you. Um, I've got a funny feeling today's going to be rather long day uh, and be extremely fractious. It's probably going to redefine uh, the definition of the worst ever uh, summit of world leaders. I've never known a summit more fractious and uh, angry in the run-up. And, 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 and what's and what's still arriving. indeed? And what's happened to you know the relationship between Macron and Trump, which we saw not that many weeks ago in the White House, was terribly nice and and very sort of bromancy. And then of course the whole, the hand holding with Theresa May last year that all seems to have gone a bit sour. Is Trump just kind of deliberately trying to upset everyone? Uh, Funnily enough, I I think uh, he will be absolutely delighted if he's seen to be upsetting all these sort of pillars of the establishment of of, of the global world order. Uh, I don't think he's going out of his way to do it, but it's certainly um, collateral damage in his game plan, so to speak. Uh, The Macron bromance obviously has has imploded and is now badly off. Uh, President Macron yesterday was even talking about throwing out Donald Trump from the from the G7, ejecting the United States of America, which is quite extraordinary. And and then we had the most amazing sequence of events yesterday, really, uh, of uh, Trump's feelings about Theresa May becoming clear. Um, He thinks she's a bossy schoolmistress. He's fed up with her talking down to her and and issuing him orders. And all this we got a chance, obviously, to put to the Prime Minister on on her plane over here, which she was a little startled to hear. I don't think her aides had 
I got to about that. So, yeah, I mean, you've got to remember, President Trump was elected on precisely this agenda, though, to, to really rip up the current world order, especially on trade and what a lot of Americans and certainly Donald Trump thinks are you know, very unfair trade tariffs uh, against the states. And it's at forums exactly like this that he gets a chance to do that. And he's seen by all his voters in his base to be causing immense trouble and uh, upsetting the likes of Macron. And quite frankly, as far as he's concerned, that's where he'll get ever more votes. And Tom, a lot of economists um, and you know, commentators saying this, this trade war is a huge threat to global security and stability. Is it? And are we in a trade war? Well, we've had the first salvos of a trade war, if you, if you like. Donald Trump's imposition of steel and aluminium tariffs of up to 25% uh, last week was uh, the, the the first initial bombardment, the Pearl Harbor, if you don't mind the the, the analogy. Um, and we're now waiting to see how the EU responds because if the EU does respond with um, like for like, quite stringent um, retaliation tariffs, which they've drawn up, they've drawn this extraordinary long list of, uh, of tariffs up to 50% on everything American they can possibly think of, and real iconic brands. You know, peanut butter, jeans, uh, Harley Davidsons, uh, to hit back hard. Now, there are divisions inside the EU which are fascinating. Uh, our Prime Minister and also Angela Merkel of Germany are very, very reluctant to go that hard in on Donald Trump because they think he'll just retaliate and come back and, and hit the British and, and German currency uh, with tariffs as well. And that would be devastating to to our economy, certainly. But we can't export Land Rovers, Jaguars, and the Germans can't export BMW. You know, we make an awful lot of money uh, out of our American customers for our cars. So then we really would, I think, be into some quite severely damaging um, uh, world trade-offs. And you'd see jobs go, for example, around the West Midlands, where you know, the Land Rover, Jaguar plants mm. are. So we're on the precipice, I think, of, of a really quite dangerous moment here. Uh, and it's exactly days like this uh, that, that really matter because if Macron, Merkel, and May, you know, can't seem to tame Donald Trump and talk sense into him, and he's a irascible bloke, we know that about him, then that could tip him over the edge, and we could be in a real terrible mess, you know, come the autumn. Well, indeed, and also one of the items on the agenda for discussion is climate change, which, of course, Donald Trump is not known to be a fan of discussing. I mean, the Paris Accord has already gone down the, the gurgler as far as he's concerned. I mean, that's not going to be a place they're ever going to find any common ground with him either, is it? No, not in the slightest. Um, I think the, the climate change session has been carefully planted uh, tomorrow morning. So today they have the row about trade tariffs. They then have a probably even more fractious dinner discussing global affairs such as, you know, the, the Iran nuclear deal and security matters. Um, by tomorrow morning, President Trump is already leaving early. He'll probably leave halfway through that session. So he wants to obviously go to Singapore where uh, he's meeting Kim Jong-un on Tuesday. So he feels he has even bigger fish to fry than this lot of world leaders here right. at the moment. Uh, President Trudeau got elected on being very green, uh, promising to, to uh, do a lot on uh, plastic pollution, rather like our government's doing at the moment. So, uh, again, it's an absolute non-starter for, for, for Donald Trump to give any, any ground on that. And yet again, you know, that stuff is base relishes. You know, he got elected on ripping up what he thought was unfair international impositions that, that hurt American jobs, mm -hmm. such as... Uh, CO2 emission targets, which he thought was very unfair on Americans when, the, for example, the Chinese 
have to do very little. So this sort of forum works for him. And the uglier it looks uh, to us on the outside, you know, the, the more quietly common and smiling he will be on the inside. Yeah. And Tom, obviously the other story we've been talking about a lot today is the, the Boris tapes, the leaked tapes of the after-dinner speech he made earlier this week. And obviously the headline of that was Brexit and, and Westminster related. But he did also talk about this summit, didn't he? And talk about what Theresa May um, might or might not get out of it and what she was being asked to do at this summit. And it, some of what he said was, was quite sensitive. Yeah, it was very sensitive, and we had this extraordinary flight uh, from uh, Heathrow yesterday on the, on the Prime Minister's RAF plane, where as we were taking off, we were, we were just uh, putting together the pieces of the, the immense David Davis explosion, who, <laughs> you know, the PM had just managed to persuade to stay in the cabinet. Uh, by the time we landed, obviously we had no phone reception for seven hours, uh, we all turned on our phones, including uh, the, the entire Number 10 staff uh, and the PM. Interesting, how has a husband out here with her, who is also her closest advisor, Philip May. Sorry to interrupt, Tom, but you normally know when she's feeling in the trenches when she has Philip next to her, (laughs) don't you? Do you know that? But that is really true. And she really only has, in terms of her closest possible comfort, the the person she can trust. She she lost, remember, uh, Fiona Hill and and Nick Timothy, her her two Mm. uh, inexperienced and Praetorian guard. There really is only Philip May in, in terms of her the person she can confide 100% in. And the fact that he's here, I haven't seen any other world leaders' wives or husbands planning to come. And I wonder whether that's quite symbolic on how you know vulnerable she's feeling at the moment. Well, I don't suppose so, any sign of Melania uh, at all. We've never seen her for a while, have they? Uh, uh, no, I don't think the president has seen her for, <laughs> for, for, for a few months either. She's slightly been written out, out the script. But, um, yeah, so, so, so it must be as when, when you landed, Tom, time. and suddenly they knew there was another... Uh, storm had had hit with the with the Boris speech. Yeah, that that was that was another big moment, and you kind of think, can the Prime Minister's Day possibly get any worse? Uh, and you know, that is the nature of British politics we're in at the moment. You know, we're coming to quite a big head on Brexit. Some massive decisions have to be made that the Prime Minister and the rest of it have been putting off for months and years because they simply cannot agree. Uh, they will have to make a decision if they don't. The House of Commons might force decisions upon them. Uh, and that's when, you know, in my view, I don't think the whole cabinet is going to stick together. The PM is going to have to choose. Is she a soft Brexiteer or a hard Brexiteer? It's basically the choice available uh, to her. And from that moment onwards, she's not going to be able to take over and win her. And that's, you know, if we think this is choppy now, just wait and see what happens in the autumn. Yeah, indeed. I mean, Katie Perry was here with us yesterday when um, uh, the statement came out of Downing Street that, uh, you know, David Davis was not resigning. And she was kind of incredulous that they would ever put out such a statement. And now, today, they've put out a statement saying that the Prime Minister still has, quotes, full confidence in Boris Johnson, which is another bizarre thing to say. I mean, why do they bother? Well, exactly. There was another, there was another absolute cherry we had yesterday, which is um, Downing Street does not recognise the word fudge. <laughs> uh, possibly because they're drowning in the sea. Yeah, right. It might be a, exactly. Uh, and now it's time for this. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. Well, it's been a funny old week in the news. It's almost as if we're heading into the silly season, but we've not been short of some radio gold, and I'm here to bestow honours on the rightful winners. I'm going to kick off with considered reaction of the week. The competition for this one was pretty tough, but yours truly will take a bow for this one. 
Danny Dyer's daughter, who is also called Danny, which is I know. hilariously vain. You can't call your child by your own name. Uh, and well, hang on, I've got a son called Michael. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> well, OK, well, then you're hilariously vain too. <laughs> no, thank I'm, you I'm, I'm... <laughs> That was brilliant, that, because you didn't I'm miss a trick, really. speechless. No. But it was a remarkably strange thing to say, considering how many parents give their kids the same name as they well, have. I didn't know that it was just a really American thing to do. It's like, you know, J. Michael. Yeah, the Jr. third. Yeah, the third. Yeah. Anyway, I, did, I didn't recover terribly well on that. I'm going to recover better now. Now, on with the awards. On Tuesday, yes. we had a lot of fun with Dr. Zand. Him off the truth about carbs on the telly, a man of much charisma and I must say not bad looking. Now, the winner of this week's Perrier for the biggest understatement as we tucked into some Jacobs crackers live on air. This no. might be the worst bit of radio you've, you've <laughs> no, ever No, 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 there's loads of that. There's lots of that. <laughs> yeah, we, that's just a challenge. That was, yeah. <laughs> that may... was where we famously tried to eat crackers to see whether we would have any kind of ability to digest or carbs saliva properly um, and failed both on both counts miserably. Yes, but it did explain a lot. Yeah. Now, they call you the Reverend Mike Graham, and this week... He used the power vested in him to honour our guest Malcolm Grimstone by bestowing him with a brand new name. Right now, though, we're going to talk to Michael Grimstone, uh, who is, of course, uh, uh, another expert on energy, uh, specifically nuclear energy, I think. So, Michael, uh, uh, Malcolm, rather, a very good morning to you, Malcolm. <laughs> I didn't realise I called him Michael twice. Michael, Malcolm, whoever I, you are. Well, when I, said Mike, when I said Michael, then Malcolm, I, I didn't realise I'd called him Michael before. Dear God. He should have that been wasn't called good. Michael. Yeah. Now, there were two strong contenders for the Solving Brexit Award this week. It'll be shared as a result, as Mike gets a nod for this Grant Mitchell approach. Here we go, right, you lot over there, uh, you can forget giving us any instructions now because we're leaving, right? We'll tell you when we're leaving, we'll tell you how we're leaving and we'll tell you how much money we'll give you on the way out. And, and you... in the meantime, stick your nose somewhere out of our business. <laughs> Bish bash bosh, Bish bash bosh. Well, it sounds better than the current uh, climate they've got. Well, it does, if a, a bit less bloody. And Katie Perry, former Downing Street aide, had this classic method to offer. Just stick your finger on your nose and start waving it at them and say, what are you going to do to us? <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? I'm not sure. Which finger? I don't know. You generally put it up your nose, do you? You just want to on your nose it's and wave it around. It's quite difficult to wave and stick your finger in the nose because that is. would hurt. It would hurt, yeah. Maybe you're waving with the other hand. This is why she doesn't the, work at Downing Street sticking anymore. Sticking the finger with the other. <laughs> anyway, maybe she'll explain to us. Maybe next, next week, yeah. Next week. Mm. Now, this does sound like a Love Island uh, award. The Bantasaurus Award. This is for bants, like. I'm guessing. Yeah. Like. Uh, this week goes to listener Neil for tweeting in this spectacular dig. Neil says, uh, I presume tongue-in-cheek, he says, I had to Google Heath Robinson. It was a bit before my time, Mike. Did you once interview him? Uh, no, I didn't, actually. And he's a bit before my time as well. But so was World War II. It doesn't mean you don't know about it. That's very good. Very well, that good. is true. I, mean, I, I can't stand people. It does, it does happen quite a lot around here, especially with some of these, you know, sort of media graduates when you go, well, yeah. I've never heard of that because it was yeah. before I was born. Therefore, oh, really? Not, therefore not relevant. No. Maybe we should get some tweets coming in about G7 being like Love Island. We'll see if we can get the best joke yes, for next week. We should. Uh, now, moving on, Mike once again wins the Down With The Kids Award, continuing his consistency in this category with this attempt to impress Josh from rock band You Me At Six. Right. Um, and I don't know if you guys are doing Glastonbury this year, but you're it's doing not, loads of... It's not of on this year. That's how much you know. It's not on this year. What do you mean it's not on? It's not on. They're taking a year off. Tell him. Tell yeah. him. Inform him. Well, there you go. That's why I couldn't get tickets. There you go. Well, <laughs> it's not on. That's brilliant. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, the, the fields need to recover or something. Apparently so, yeah. 
so that was Dan with the Kids Award. And finally, the Dad Award could only go to, you've guessed it, Michael Graham Sr. for this sound piece of advice to Josh. Yeah, watch out for the midges, I'd say. Yeah? Yeah, there's a lot of midges up there. I don't know. What What do you mean midges? Midges, like little um, fleas that bite you. Oh, right, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. There's that's swarms like a, of that's them. That's a dad tip. That's I mean, a shame, isn't it? Watch out for the midges. It's <laughs> like a dad no, tip, isn't well, it? Well, if you've ever played It'll the Loch Ness... It'll give you some jungle spray you before Loch, you leave the studio. To, these are the kind yeah. of tips he needs from me. He doesn't need tips on how to be a rock star. He needs no. tips on how to Thank avoid God. the midges, you know? <laughs> I mean, you have to say Casey's been very rude to me lately. I don't know what's got into her. It My characteristics. Obviously... You've been more annoying than normal, and therefore think... she's had to be rude yeah. than normal. Is that what you see me as? Than normally quite annoying. Well, a lot of people say that. I don't. I don't see it. You see. It's sort of your you have profession. to tell me. Well, it kind of professional is. Professional yeah. annoyance. Yeah, I get told that a lot, yeah. especially by the mother of my children. She tells me I'm very annoying all the time. It's what you're paid for. Now, that is it for the Perry Awards for this week. I've been Daisy McAndrew in Katie's Diamond Shoes, and you've been wonderful, darlings. The 2018 Perry Awards on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 